0: Friends, uh, Ash Wednesday is serious business. Perhaps you'd already gathered that from the somber music, from some of the change in color, from the, littler, from the literal ashes, or from past experience. Now, ash isn't something we normally associate with uh, positivity, happiness, or celebration. At its basest level, ash is common. You find it in fireplaces, You find it in braziers, you'll find it on your candle wicks if you touch them for whatever reason. At another level, ash is just messy. If you're wearing white, it shows up black. If you're wearing black, it shows up white. It's hard to get rid of. At another level, ash is ominous. Ash is bad news. It comes out of smokestacks, polluting cities across the country and across the world. You'll see it on the wind, and it'll leave you to the skeleton of a burnt-down building. Now, I remember a specific time when I did see ash on the wind. I was walking home from school, and it started off as little flecks. And then those flecks of ash got bigger and bigger. The smell of smoke came, and soon I started to see billows of it. And it was by my neighborhood. Those plumes turned to smell, turned to watery eyes, turned to terror. What was I going to come home to? Would there be a home to come to? I reached my street, and I was filled with the relief that I'm still somewhat ashamed of. It wasn't my house that had burnt down. No, it just turns out some kids went to the old barn in the woods, had a little fire that got out of control, and the barn burned, collapsed, and the ash went everywhere. But when you see ash on the wind, you start to think bad news. It seems there's a lot of ash on the wind these days, but not always in a literal way. Turn on your TV. People are talking about the world being on fire. And we can all agree on that. We can all agree that for whatever reason, we're in big trouble. We're just arguing about who to blame. Where's the fire coming from? Well, maybe we can blame the culture. Things aren't the way they were before. Maybe we could blame whatever the opposite side of the political spectrum is. People who don't think like us. God forbid we might blame people who don't look like us. We might blame people who think differently than us. We'll point in every other direction. That group, those people, my no-good neighbors, my no-good relatives, we'll point anywhere but to ourselves. But if we're honest with ourselves, if there's ash on the wind... If the world's on fire, we fed it too. If the fire is sin, we should be sweating, if not blistering. If ashes are the consequence of sin, we should be choked up, blind, filthy, and helpless. Yeah, ash can mean bad news, and there's ash on the wind, and we find ourselves in a whole lot of trouble. It's serious business, and ashes are a reminder of those dire words spoken to Adam and Eve. Dust you are, and to dust you shall return. The consequences of sin burn hot and leave us with nothing but ashes. And today we face that serious business of sin. We look it right in the face by looking at ourselves. We look at God's good will for us, for the world, and we see that we haven't been doing it. We see what we are supposed to be, what we were made to be, what we were called to be, and we ain't it. Maybe I've been quarrelsome. Maybe you've been ungrateful. Maybe he's been greedy. Maybe we've been hateful. Whatever we've been, whatever we've done, we've certainly fed that fire. We've polluted God's good world with more dust, with more ash. That's confession. That's admitting sin, admitting that we know what God wants, what we ought to be, and that we don't do it and that we ain't it. So we put ashes on ourselves today, as people have done in the past, as a sign of mourning, as a sign of being ashamed, as a way of saying we feel like dirt. People felt like dust. It's an outward sign of an inward truth. We're sinners, we're dust. Sin has consequences, so to the dust we return. Confession is admitting that we don't live how and that we aren't what we should be and realizing that it's serious business, with serious consequences. But confession has a second part, absolution, forgiveness. Confession is more than just lying down in the ashes and waiting for our sin to collapse and crush us. God can use something as common, as dirty, and as dark and ominous as ash to make something wonderful happen. Our Old Testament reading describes a sacrifice for sin, a sacrifice in which a cow was slaughtered and burnt to ashes. But rather than as a reminder of guilt, as a reminder of sin, the ash was the means of purification. The children of Israel had a lot of laws set in place to be ritually clean so that they could safely enter into God's presence. Now, being unclean in the presence of a holy God is serious business, especially when God told your ancestors that you are dust. But God instructed the people that if anyone had become unclean, if anyone had sinned, if anyone was in danger of being in the presence of a holy God, that they should wash themselves with water and ash. the sacrifice. In washing in that mixture of water and ash, the people were declared clean or purified and able to safely enter into the presence of God. Now we see this ash on ourselves and we think not only of sin, but of sacrifice We see the ash and the sign of a cross. We think of the sacrifice made for us. So that when Pastor Mike, when Pastor Steve declare to you those words of forgiveness in the place of Jesus, as if Jesus himself is saying it, he places that same name on you, the name in which you were baptized. The name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptized to that name. Washed in that name. Your sins are wiped clean. We come in every Sunday morning dirtiest chimney sweeps, and we leave cleaner than we've ever been. But ash means more than just cleanliness or purification. Ash means protection, too. While ash means that a fire has been there, that something's been burned, it also means it can't be burned again. No matter how hot a fire is, there ain't any ash that will burn. Firemen and forestry experts are aware of this. They practice controlled burns, small, subdued fires that burn up the undergrowth to prevent larger, catastrophic, out-of-control fires. It might seem counterintuitive, but the best way to fight fire is with ash. And that begins with a fire. Now, Laura Ingalls Wilder, some of you might know, her, the author of Little House on the Prairie, And one of her books recounts a time when a prairie fire had gotten out of control and it was headed her family's way. Now prairie fires move fast and they are unforgiving. So her parents did something strange. They began to light a fire in the grass around the house, a small controlled burn in a circle around the perimeter of their home so that when the fires came, It passed them by because fire can't burn what has already been touched by the flames. Now maybe in lighting that fire, those parents... Got a little bit choked up. Maybe their eyes water. They certainly got uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable admitting my own sin. On Sunday, that pause for reflection can seem like an eternity. I do not like admitting what I have been. Sometimes I'm ashamed. Other times I'm downright disgusted. Sometimes it hurts to remember how I've hurt others and how I don't love like I should. It's serious business. It's painful business. But when we see the ashen cross today, we remember that Jesus took that heat for us. Smitten, stricken, and afflicted, he bled. And by that blood of Jesus, a protective circle is bled around us. We put on those ashes today to remember that Jesus bled on the cross, and by his bleeding, our wounds are healed. We are protected. We wear those ashes as a forgiven people, as a protected people. They remind us that no matter how hot things get, not even hellfire can touch us. But being forgiven, confessing and being forgiven is more than rinse and repeat. Rinsed, forgiven, repeat. Being forgiven means new life. And as it turns out, Ash points to that too. Ash makes a remarkable, remarkably fertile soil. The island of Hawaii's lush greenery, its gardens, its plantations, are largely due to volcanic soil. There's an old form of agriculture called slash and burn, in which entire forests are cut down and burnt to ashes, which are then cultivated. My grandfather was a mill worker in North Wisconsin. And in North Wisconsin, paper and paper mills are king. I don't know if you've ever smelled a paper mill, but they make those farms over the river smell like roses. And there's a byproduct from producing paper, an ashy byproduct called Paper Mill Sludge Ash. I personally think that's a good name for a punk band. It doesn't look like much, it doesn't smell terrific, and to most people, it's deemed worthless. But Alan Drengler has a way of seeing worth in worthless things, he knows that its worth is weight in gold. So every year he picks up an entire trailer of it, puts it in his raised beds, and churns it in. And folks, you've never seen a garden like it. This image is burned into my head: the image of young sprouts, green as spring, bursting through the ashy, dusty soil. Ash might be serious business but it results in new life. Forgiven of our sins, we rise up from the ashes, praising God and resolved to lead new lives, lives that are pleasing to Him, that love God and love our neighbor. Like the fresh greenery of spring, we come out of the ashes brand new, exuding, bursting, springing forth to new life. So yes, today we put on ashes. We remember our sins. We remember sacrifice. We are dust. And because of our sin, we're headed back to that dust. Where there's ash, there's trouble. And my friends, we are in a whole heap of trouble. We are up to our eyeballs in it. But that same ash reminds us to confess our sinfulness to God, to one another, and to ourselves. Because of what Jesus has done for us, and that ash bears the shape of the cross that reminds us of the sacrifice made for us, that wipes us clean, makes our makes us as clean and white as that snow outside and protects us from the consequences that we well deserve because Jesus suffered it on our behalf. Friends, Ash Wednesday points to Easter too. And we are dust. And to dust we must return. But because of Jesus and his resurrection from the dust and from the ashes, we too will rise on the last day think of it, on that last day, cemeteries will bloom like gardens in the spring. As we rise to newness of life, new with a capital N, rising from those ashes because of Jesus, that life that we were meant to live will be fully realized. So while we wait here, in the ashes of the world. We acknowledge its seriousness, but we laugh in its face too because we know what's coming. It might be Ash Wednesday, but brothers and sisters, Easter is coming and we rejoice in the forgiveness won for us and the new life that's coming in the name of Jesus. Amen.